<sighs> the comfort of your favorite seat is now your comfy car selling command center, thanks to Carvana. It doesn't get any better than this. Your favorite seat's the best spot in the house. Make it even better by entering your license plate or VIN and getting a real offer in minutes. There really is no place like home. And speaking of home, Carvana will pick up your car from yours after you finalize your offer. Visit Carvana.com or download the app and sell your car from your comfy place. Former Huskers, turning success in sport to success in business. This is Red to Black. Hey, this is Matt Verzal, and this is how I went from red to black. Before we get into this episode of Red to Black, we are so excited that Husker football is back. Make sure you catch Big Red Wrap-Up, it's game highlights and analysis on NET, Nebraska's PBS and NPR stations. Tuesday nights live at 7 on NET World and on Facebook, and at 10 o'clock on NET. All right, here we go, from Red to Black. Verse, Pat. Thank you for coming on Red to Black. You bet. Chris Gorman, Pat Safford. Uh, and Verse, I know, you know, known you for a while, mm-hmm. know a lot of these stories. I don't know all the stories on how you, where you started from. I know a little bit of where you started from playing high school football, moving on to the University of Nebraska, and then moving on to a very successful business. And that's kind of what we want to talk about today. Okay. So talk about starting Little Verse. Where did you grow up? <laughs> Okay, so isn't it ruling in like interviewing? You don't say talk about. It's gotta be like. <laughs> Did a, I? It's gotta be like. A, yeah. Let's talk about. Is yeah. That, is that a bad thing? No. How about let's discuss. There you go. Let's let's discuss. chat. Let's tell, chat. How about this one? Hey, first, tell me about yourself. Is, Where'd you grow up? Hey, okay, here we go. Pat, I grew up in Grand Island, Nebraska. <laughs> 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 no, Patty, I, I, I grew up in Grand Island. Uh, <laughs> Verz and I are going to end up doing the show. I know, yeah. I was just thinking. And we're going to kick you off this <laughs> Right? <time. laughs> no, born and raised GI. Always represent the 308. 308. Yep, always just a kid from the 308. Um, <laughs> you know, normal childhood, played a lot of sports. N- no travel crap like yeah. it is today. Just played the down and dirty. Did they even way. have travel crap back oh, when we were yeah, around? Yeah. Did they? Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, your boy Damon Benning was only a gladiator team. Oh, that's right, the gladiators. They yes. came to GI and got rolled. Did they? Just by the town team. Oh, like by our, yeah. <laughs> really? <laughs> I was like, hey, nice job. <laughs> <laughs> Hope that money was worth it. <laughs> but uh, yeah, so did that. Um, played you know basketball, baseball, football, track through junior high, and then in, in high school played football and just did track. Basketball had kind of run its course, and baseball had a bunch of. Can I cuss on here? You can do what you I had want. a bunch of b- politics in it, and so I ended up just hanging up the baseball cleats and and focusing on baseball, and then part or football, part playing football. You had to go out for track, so just so you weren't super fat and lazy, yeah, all the off season. But yeah, I mean, got the opportunity to play in Nebraska. I had a couple opportunities at Wyoming, Iowa State, and passed on those. Went to went to play for um, the dear old Nebraska U, and. Away we went. Having your phone ring during a podcast recording is part of the reason why you're in the black because you always got stuff going on with Pisons. Always got it going. Well, this is why I hate technology because this thing said I muted everything. But <laughs> yeah. obviously it's lied to me. <laughs> it's not My muted. phone has lied to me in some form. Um, your family, did they like? Did they kind of encourage you to stay at Nebraska or oh, not no. to go out of state? It was nope. completely your call? 100% my decision. Yep. There was, you know, they were, they said you do what you think is going to be best for you. And at that time, you know, you, you get done with high school football and you think you're a dude. Mm-hmm. Like, you think you're a really a dude. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then you show up. So <laughs> back at that time, before it was, it wasn't as, people weren't as worried about us, I guess. And we were a lot tougher. But so we went to the Shrine Bowl in 92. We played the 92 Shrine Bowl. We had three weeks of practice, like three weeks of two-a-days. 
and then you went to the University of Nebraska and you had two weeks of freshman only two a days. So it's just your freshman class. So that's probably why we're all thick as thieves. Like, well, you oh, know, yeah. <laughs> we need about two minutes and we're back into rhythm and, and uh, the boys, <laughs> the fellows' wives look at us and just shake their heads. <laughs> but <clears throat> then the varsity came in and then you had two more weeks. So we had a full month and three quarter of two a days, but you learned real quick when the varsity showed up, right? Cause you're sizing up the guys in your recruiting class and you're having two weeks of two a days and everybody's getting kind of testy, but you're like, I can take this guy. I'm like, it's not a big deal. <laughs> and then reality sets in and Will Shield shows up <laughs> and Rob Zadiscus shows up and Kevin Raymaker shows up. And John Perella shows up and you're like, wait a minute, let's <laughs> pump, pump the brakes. <laughs> I got to warm up with this dude who's going to try to kill me. And then I got to go try to block that dude who I know can kill me. <laughs> like, this is what we're doing today. And the coach just kind of laughed at you like, yep, have fun. We'll see you, see you in about three hours. <laughs> so away you go. But it was um, back from, you know, in, in 83 when Nebraska went for two and we didn't get it. We were down at our neighbor's house. And, and my old man, rest in peace, he was as diehard as they come. He was Nebraska to the core. Wanted nothing more than them to win everything all the time. So we're sitting there and, and it's me and my buddies and, and my parents' friends, you know, we're all in the basement like it would be back in the in the eighties. Mm -hmm. And he got a full beer, unopened can of beer in his hand. My dad was a little guy, five <laughs> eight, about two, two ten, two fifteen. And so we're sitting there and we're watching the game and, and he knows they're gonna go. He does, he goes, Osborne will go for it, da, da, da. So they the, so they line up, he's like, I knew it. We're gonna get it. <laughs> So they run it, run the roll out, ball gets knocked down, and an unopened can of beer, he just <laughs> crushed it in his hand. And it, oh, the top geez. splayed open, and it went up. You know, now it's late. Like, you know, you're it's dark oh, yeah. in mm -hmm. Nebraska when this game is going on. I looked at my buddies, I'm like, we should all probably go outside. <laughs> we should all probably go, like, shoot hoops or something, like, turn, turn the light. You got lights outside? Let's just all go outside. <laughs> so we were all outside, but it was... So as, as innocent and stupid as that is, is mm -hmm. just the passion that he had for it. And it, it, it. He had the opportunity to play at Nebraska. Um, he was a, he was from Newman Grove, Nebraska. Mom and dad were from Newman Grove. Dad was a really good running back. I didn't know your dad played. Yep. So it was that. great. It was great for me because he had no clue what I was doing. I played offensive line. We'd meet up after the game. He'd be like, hey, you know, Ryan, you're running back. And Steve, your fullback. And Mike, you're the running back. Like, they. Ran for a lot of yards, so he must have done good. I was <laughs> right. like, hey, thanks, thanks, Dad. Dad. See thanks, you later. <laughs> so I go down for my for my freshman physical. Okay, George Sullivan, salt of the earth, one of the greatest human beings mm -hmm. to ever walk the face of the earth. I walk in there, and, and Sully goes, Verzal. And I was like, yep. <laughs> and he goes, I said, good job of pronouncing that, really. Nice job. <laughs> Is your dad Terry? I'm like, sure, sh <laughs> And he goes, <laughs> Grab your ankles. I'm like, whoa. whoa. <laughs> like, just bump. Back her up. Back the truck up here. What? And he goes, your old man came in here. He goes, and we was going to walk on. We put him through his physical. He had scoliosis. He said, so one hit incorrectly. He's paralyzed for life. He's like, so actually, wow. technically, this is Sully. If you know Sully, he goes, technically, the only reason you're here is because I did my job. <laughs> and I was like, that's a great Thanks. point. I was like, well said. And I uh, grabbed my ankles. <laughs> That's awesome. He slapped me on the ass. And he goes, you're good. <laughs> he goes, you don't have it. Yeah, yeah. Like, all right, here we go. So, yeah, it was it was cool. But, you know, they it meant a lot. And, and I just wanted to take a shot and see what happened. And, you know, 
we did what we did. Yeah. yeah. So I'm a 308 kid. I'm from North Platte. Nice. Like it was, it was always revered. Nebraska football. It was a big deal. But when, you're just a pup, though, right? You're young. I don't know. I mean, you. I think you look younger than I do. But um, we bet with we have the same haircut. So. Yeah. <laughs> um, we all three do. We all probably really shouldn't be in the same room together. <laughs> right. People right. are question. Yeah, right. like, so you know like Shimmick and Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Shimmick's my guy. Okay. So Oh, and then the Ostermeyer. Of course. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um but like we revered Nebraska football. It was a uh-huh. big deal when our parents would throw us in the car, drive up to Lincoln, you're coming over the hill, you see the yeah. Capitol, like you have a game to see who sees the Capitol first, and yeah. then you see Memorial Stadium. Was it like that for you when you were growing up? Like, man, this would like that was it. That was the pinnacle of sports. We were super fortunate because my grandmother, she had tickets, mm-hmm. and so they were up tucked in section twenty three. So mm-hmm. you're under the awning. Yep. You never get wet. Yep. Uh, but we would go, <laughs> and my old man would get super pissed because it was we were like in the geriatric section. Like, right. It was old. Oh yeah. Like there were like vultures were flying. <laughs> So inevitably, <laughs> and this lady's name was Lois. Of course. Lois sat right in front of us. And about kickoff would happen and she would cheer. The first series would happen, she would cheer. <laughs> mm-hmm. Old Lois would go into her purse and she would bring out the knitting needles. Oh, man. And she would start knitting at the game. And my old man was just furious. <laughs> he would just mutter under his butt. <laughs> guys outside, just want to watch the game. She's in here knitting. You know, just <laughs> but so we would get you know in a rotation so you would look forward to when it was your turn to mm-hmm. go to the game oh, yeah. and it, it was that mm-hmm. you know it was it was everything but it was more it was more intimate back then mm-hmm. right like one of the things that happened to us in Grand Island when uh when Remington and those guys graduated they had the the Husker Hoops basketball team came to GI mm-hmm. and so you're sitting there and they play and you're just in awe of the size and how big they are and how you know they're still so athletic but then afterwards they sat down and you get autographs. Dave Remington was so cool. You know, he just, anybody, anybody was like super tiny and like skinny. Mm-hmm. He'd be like, okay, Dave Remington, see you later. <laughs> but then like the heftier Husker right. kids, he'd walk up and be like, hey, sit down here. He goes, Do you, are you playing? I'm like, oh yeah, I play. You mm-hmm. know, he goes, what do you play? I was like, fullback. He goes, not for long. But you, they, they spent time. So then the next year when you went and I had a cousin that was playing at the time. So we would go down, stand on the fence and see him warm up, you know, and they give you the, the one finger. So the coach doesn't see, but that was cool. You know, it was just such a, a, a close touch, right? Mm-hmm. Every town had their one guy that was there representing him. So that drew in every kid mm-hmm. and it meant a lot. And it was, you know, we're here. Mm-hmm. It's what we got. Yeah. It's what we live by. It's what we die by. God bless basketball and baseball. They try their ass off, but, when it gets to nut cutting, everybody's going to football. Mm-hmm. And, and even as awesome as volleyball is like, see, if you want to know why, why, why girls volleyball or young women's volleyball in the state of Nebraska is so good, it's because they have somebody to pattern after. You know, you got a gal from Malcolm on the team. You got some other gals from smaller communities, mm-hmm. some Waverly gals. There'll be some Omaha Scott Catholic girls on the team. But that matters because those girls that, that are young growing up, they see an end game to it. They say, hey, if I get in here and I bust my ass, I can go do that. Mm-hmm. They're going to give me a shot. And so that's what it meant because you knew as a kid playing in Nebraska, if I went and I had a good career, I'm going to get a shot. And that shot mattered. Now the shot's different. It's, it's more, Hey, I got to go get my school paid for, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. And, and, and I understand finances. I understand my parents took a huge risk and God bless them. They, we all made it work. But that, that intimacy of it is gone to an extent, you know, and, and Nebraska right now, High school football is, is flush with talent. Like, there's a lot of talent. Like, Frost and crew can do some damage in the state. 
with what they have here. They just have to make sure they're assessing what they have here before they go venture out, try to find other toys. Well, and you're hundred percent right. It's like that generational mm-hmm. awareness and that was a big deal. So my dad um, was the Dean out at the college in North Platte and okay. every year they would bring the school's cool jam. Yep. And like Brooke Berenger is yep. like borrowing some kids shoes so he can show kids how to dunk. Yep. And you're taking that roadshow out there and really creating those relationships. And that's mm-hmm. how you win that backyard. That's why you have these Nebraska kids that want to stay here and they want to play for frost. Cause they know where they've been and where we can get back to. Yep. For me, we had a hot run in GI John Peterson. Well, Mike Anderson would have been the first played middle linebacker. And then John Peterson was a center. Mm-hmm. Phil Ellis played linebacker and then me. So, I mean, you had, you know, four guys in almost consecutive years that all went to play. And so that was nice when you got there, when you were, you know, getting the kicked out of you, you're like, Hey, Phil, <laughs> maybe take it easy on your buddy from GI, <laughs> right? We, we were teammates last year. Like, let's calm down. But it, it but they didn't. Mm-hmm. And they knew where you're at and they'd come oh, yeah. check on you later. But <laughs> those ties to uh, Hyannis, Keneally from Hyannis. I mean, you think anybody west of North, of North Platte wasn't a Terry Keneally fan? Oh, yeah. Like every right. single person, <laughs> every rancher out west had a 99 hat and a 99 <laughs> jersey. Right. Like the highest volume <laughs> <Yeah>. sales <laughs> from North Platte to the, to the Colorado border. Right. 99s. <laughs> you know, but you can go to the North, you go up to the North Platte or to North Fork area, Columbus mm-hmm. area. You know, you had, everybody had their guy. Yeah. You get south, you know, near your Lincoln kids. Oh, yeah. It just was what it was. And, mm-hmm. and, and the world has changed. The world is a different place. Social media has mm-hmm. made it a lot more easy for kids to. Yep. Yeah. It is tough, though. Winning is great. Okay. We were spoiled. Our, our classes know we were spoiled from 91 to 94. You know, we know we were spoiled rotten. But the experience of it, right, the friendship, the camaraderie, like all that stuff, it was so much more. We all went out and worked hard together. And then when that hard work got its chance to show itself, it did. And so those things, I, I just hope that that's what they're learning too, because that's going to take you further. Like the wins are great and, and it's awesome for me. I can go tell stories and, and mm-hmm. everybody laughs and we have a good time. But the, the ones that I keep tighter to myself are just the ones with the fellows. When the fellows come around, then we break out the fellow stories. You know, mm-hmm. My ankles are super ashy today and I clicked my heel on my leg and I tore some skin off. I texted Dave and was like, I am ashy. Dude, <laughs> yeah. I need some cocoa butter. Right, <laughs> sent back. You're an idiot. <laughs> you know, but that's that's us. That, mm-hmm. That's we're just big dumb children. Right, we, we just happen to have had a hot run. <laughs> well, I mean, let's talk about the hot run. Mm-hmm. Like, did you guys know how special it was at the time? Did you like? Did you feel like? Because you know, as you know, as fans and not players, mm-hmm. like we we see it, we live it, we talk about it all the time. You guys were in it. Mm-hmm. Like, did you feel how big it was at the time? To us, no. You, you never, for us, at that moment, it was <clears throat> just around a lot of good human beings, right? And those human, now we had our, we had our turds, just like anybody else. We had guys mm-hmm. got in trouble. We were by no means angels. Like, like that's well, <laughs> well documented. We were not <laughs> angels by any stretch of the imagination. But you had guys that went and they knew every Monday, we're going to be kind of chill. Okay, I'm going to we're going to learn the game plan. We're going to do some stuff. We're going to hit a little bit, not a whole bunch. Tuesday, you better have it strapped on because we're about to go to work. And when you put people in that situation, you can have a, a crew of people that don't want to work. Okay. And then that can kind of fester out and then nobody wants to work. Well, with our dudes, if you went in there and you didn't want to work, you were going to get hit till you worked. Like you were going to get Normal survival. Like you the, had to the leadership of it from the higher ups, from the seniors and from, I've always said without Kevin Rainmakers and John Perella, 
and some other guys on, on the on the that senior class of ninety, the one that lost in ninety three. Mm-hmm. Without them, we don't exist. Like Nebraska is not what it is. Like those guys, I'll be honest. In in my will, they of my two championship rings, I had I had replicas made. I each one of them get one because that's how big of a deal that's, they were. Wow. That's pretty amazing. Like they they were guys that that set expectation, right? They set the expectation of what practice should be. They thought you were dogging it. You were going to get it. You were going to get hit really, 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 really hard <laughs> until you practice to their level. Mm-hmm. And so then that, you know, unfortunately in 93, that didn't work out. And then in 90, you roll to 94, well, that expectation is there now. So that's how everybody works. So then you bring in Christian and you bring in some of the other guys. And, and, and this is where it is. Now you have young guys like Jared Thomas, who's actually my age, but young guys like Grant Wisham, they learn all that. <clears throat> hey, I'm going to work like those two guys because everybody's scared of them Mm -hmm. so this is how we're going to work now so they go out and work that hard and then that just kind of compounded on itself Mm -hmm. for us to get to saturday was the easy part you wanted to like tuesday and wednesday were the hard part tuesday and wednesday were harder than 99 percent of the games we played Mm -hmm. because you were out there you were fighting for your job and you were just fighting to survive the day Mm -hmm. like those were long They'll tell you, hey, you know, we, we, oh, we, we try to get 100 reps for everybody, and everybody's getting 100 reps in practice. Like if you think about that, 100, you're running 100 football plays in two hours. Mm-hmm. They're lying. It was like 130. <laughs> but because it was always constant motion, but you didn't have the opportunity to take off. You didn't have the opportunity to relax. You were always getting better. So then anything you saw in the game, you had seen up to 15 times in practice. Mm-hmm. So now I just got to adjust to, okay, that guy's a little bit faster than when I saw him practice, but I know my angle. I know where I got to be. I know my running backs are awesome. I know my quarterback is great. I know our defense knows what they're doing. And so that was that preparation at a high expectation. Like those, those are the two things that have to go together in that. You can have great, you can have great preparation, but if you don't have any expectation on well, who cares, mm-hmm. right? So our expectation was to go out and be dominant. And a lot of times we were. Yeah. Well, and that's the stuff of legend. Like, you know, when you talk about, when you talk about those years, like that is the pinnacle Mm -hmm. of dedication, teamwork, um, putting together a plan, executing it and demanding it, you know, your, your coaches, your teammates, everybody expected of each other. Mm -hmm. And I think that's probably, I mean, you can co-sign that. That's probably why the teams were so successful during those years. You had the ultimate puppet master pulling the strings like T.O. T.O. at that phase of it, he with his degree in psychology, he knew he was probably most in touch with everyone on the team's psyche. And, and he knew how to get the most out of everybody. And, you know, there would be, there were days where there were fights and he would get pissed mm-hmm. and people would have to run stairs. <laughs> and he's, he's a twisted dude. Right? <laughs> there was a fight. So we were preparing. Oh, let's see. This would have been, in 95, we were preparing for the bowl game. And it was, you know, late in the year, and you see these Musco lights rolling outside the stadium, like, oh, man, we are going to be here a while. Like, this is not good. <laughs> so they roll these things out, <laughs> and you're practicing, and, and you, you know, you got finals, and everybody's just pissed and tired and chippy. Well, the fight breaks up. This isn't like a couple of dudes. This is like everybody squared off. Like the backups were Scotty Saltzman and I were just kind of jostling each other around like a hockey fight in the background. Was, oh, God, look at those guys. 
The defensive linemen were fighting the offensive linemen. The offensive linemen were fighting the defensive linemen. Fullbacks fighting linebackers, receivers fighting receivers. I mean, it is a melee. Jeez. And T.O. screaming and yelling and just pissed. And finally, Iggy gets it sorted out. And he went back to the instigators. And so he makes them run the stairs. South Stadium, 95-ish rows. About 70, it goes straight up. Mm-hmm. So you get to 70, you're like, I got this. And then it goes whoosh, straight up. <laughs> and so we're done at practice and we're getting ready to run our gassers, do our conditioning. And he waited because the guys that were running the stairs, they thought, well, we'll just time this out and they'll start running gassers and then we'll come down at the time when the gassers are <laughs> over and then we won't run the gassers. So they got up to the top and he's literally on the sidelines just standing up looking at him. <laughs> like almost motioning, but come on back down. We're waiting for you to run gassers. <laughs> so these guys had a down, mm-hmm. a backup and a down, and then they had to get on the line and run gassers four times. So if you didn't come in under time, then you run more. I was like, oh, God. I was <laughs> like, the last time I'm, they I'm fought. so happy. No. no. <laughs> Not enough to Come on. No, Pat. Just wondering. This, is, this isn't baseball. Like, you, <laughs> if you got. Is it baseball? If we ain't, listen, if I got a problem with you, uh-huh. I'm not going to throw the pellet at your head. I'm going to come confront you. And we're going to get a rep together. And if I beat you, I'm going to tell you about it. If you don't like it, you better do something about it. And that's <laughs> the way it went. You put you legit patrolled your own like you. you, yeah. you that's how you gain. That's how you gain respect from mm-hmm. your your teammates like in prison. Life. Yeah, right. And, and yeah. leaders emerge, right? Yes. Yeah. Um, so, and you're talking about all this stuff when it, in in terms of football and, and teamwork and all that kind of stuff. Uh, and that the interesting thing that we've been talking about the last few episodes is that how that transitions into a, the business world and mm-hmm. running a business. Cause you're talking about setting expectation and I've heard you on the phone with, and talk about your employees and mm-hmm. the way that you have these expectations for your employees to become, it's not about just being better at Paisans, which you own 156th and center here in Omaha. Mm-hmm. Um, but it, it's to help them become better people. So Pat, the way it all shook out, like coach Osborne every day, he had simple goal. He was looking for the perfect practice. No fumbles, no bad reads, no nothing. So if you think of the, of the masochistic nature of that, I'm going to take 125 kids. I'm going to throw them out of practice. And all I want their little pea brains to do is do everything perfect for one day. Right. But think about that. Mm-hmm. And so then that translates over into the search for the perfect game. Right. So I just want to play a perfect game. No penalties, no turnovers, no nothing. No missed blocking assignments, no missed tackles. Never going to happen, ever. But that's the goal. Right. So then I always wondered what would happen if somehow we pulled that off. If you just set the headset down and just walked off and be like, all right, later, <laughs> guys. Out. Right. Yeah. You guys figure it out from here. Yeah. But so for us at Paisans, we, uh, I tell you a new hire. I just had a couple new hires today. I said, we only have one expectation. I'm like, I just want you to be perfect. That's it. Nothing more, nothing less. And they just kind of looked, looked at me like, what? <laughs> I just started. Yep. And I'm like, but that it's, it is what it is. The main point of that is you're going to make mistakes. It's how you learn from that mistake, how you overcome that mistake, because that's life. Like, I'm not a forever job for people. I tell the kids working with me, if you're with me and you're like 50, I failed you. Mm-hmm. I failed you in an immense way that I will never be able to apologize for. I'm here to teach you how to work. I'm here to teach you personal skills, which you don't have. I'm here to teach you how to, to survive or thrive in a team setting. All right. So we're going to prepare everything as best we can. We're going to prepare you for this. My expectation is perfection. We're going to prepare our ass off and somewhere in the middle, we're going to get things right. So even when we screw up, we have protocols, we have sets. Okay. What did we screw up? 
boom, boom, boom. Here's what we offer. Here's what we say. Always apologetic, but make sure the person leaves with a smile. If you, if you get them out the door, even though you screwed up and they may leave with more food than they ordered. Like, Hey, we screwed up your pizza. We're gonna give you this pizza. We already got a new one in the oven. This one's on us. There you go. And away they go. But kids don't understand that you're going to fail and I'm going to talk in a loud voice to you. Mm-hmm. I don't hate you. You just let me down because my expectation of you was higher than your production. And I expect you to produce when I put you in that position. I've trained you to do this. Now you have to go execute. If you can't execute, then I can't have you. And so then to see them evolve and to see them move on, because kids want to work. They want to be taught. They mm-hmm. want to learn. Um, people would tell you you have to be soft with them and t- talk in a gentle voice and make sure that <laughs> no. <laughs> that ain't that ain't life. Mm-hmm. Like you're, yeah. you've had your ass chewed. You've had your ass chewed. Oh, yeah. I've had mine chewed a lot. Mm-hmm. Take that chewing, and make sure that you understand. I'm doing this for your benefit. Now, if I'm wrong in that situation, I will come back and apologize. Like I freaked a couple kids out the other day. <laughs> they did something that I thought they had done. They hadn't done it. I lit them. I mean, we got it. Like there, <laughs> we were going. Got done, went out. One of the kids, another kid came up from the back and he said, hey, um, actually, this is what happened. I was like, hold tight. <laughs> I was like, you and you? I was like, I apologize. I was like, I should have gathered all the information first. That's on me. Mm-hmm. I said, I'll buy, a, I'll buy a breakfast burrito. We're good to go. They're like, what? You apologize? I'm like, yeah, I'm sorry. I'm like, I shouldn't have done that. Like, oh, okay. And then boom, water on the bridge. Everything's good. But- you factor all these things in and probably the biggest thing that I learned at Nebraska was just being accountable for your actions. Mm-hmm. So Aaron Graham, my junior year, he had a class miraculously three o'clock every Thursday. I was like, bro, let's walk through. <laughs> you know, you got practice. It's freaking walk through. Mm-hmm. Like just come on. So anyway, we're going through walk through and it's raining and I'm the center and Brooke is taking the rep and they show a blitz where I know where I got to get, but it gets a little, iffy because I got to snap the ball and I got to step hard with my left foot and I'm right-handed. It's easier for me to move my right. So I got to step hard. So I airmail this. Like Brooke is 6'5", mm-hmm. like 36 inch vertical. I am over his head <laughs> by a mile. <laughs> okay. So now to compound this, when we go watch film on Friday, Coach Tenniper, my coach, is gone. Coach Young, my other coach, gone. So we're not in the lineman room watching film where I can be like, hey, that's my bad. We're in T.O.'s room with everybody. I'm like, oh, <laughs> so we're running this and he's kind of going long on all these plays i'm like i am i'm elbowing Aaron him i'm gonna get out of this like he, he's going too long like we're gonna run out of time we gotta go to practice <laughs> he's like shut up and so we, we go and i know i've still got like eight plays till this play happens i'm like Phew. it's like 258 we're out of here fast forwards <laughs> of course, <laughs> yeah. of, course yeah. <laughs> of course so he stops it I'm like, well, um, somebody might want to get a hold of <laughs> of the guys in the basement and just pack my stuff because I'm pretty <laughs> sure he's just going to get rid of me. So he paused it, and he rewinds, and he paused and rewinds, and he paused, and he goes, verse. And I was like, yeah, coach, what happened here? And everybody, when he does this to him, will give this, well, um, the sun was in my eye, <laughs> and the direction of the earth's rotation had moved, <laughs> and then the ball was, you know, it's like, coach, that's my fault. I said, I screwed it up. And he, then he paused it. I was like, oh, oh I am out of here. <laughs> I was like, I'm out of here. I was like, nice knowing you boys. It was fun. It's good to see you. Make sure you keep in touch. And he, and he stops and he goes, turn the lights on. I'm like, no, nah, don't turn the lights on. That's not good. 
So he says, Burns, he said, I've been coaching a long time. He said, I've never had anybody answer that question that way. He goes, that's how you should answer that question. I'm like, so can I stay? Then he just went to practice. And so it, it, that owning your mistakes is a big thing. I, I, we are going to, I, I hire 14 year old to 20 some odd year old kids. You are going to screw up. I am going to screw up. As long as everybody admits the error, we're good. Mm-hmm. There's nothing to, I can't be mad at you. Hey, this pizza got topped wrong. You forgot jalapenos on it. Why? I screwed it up. Okay, let's not do yeah, that what anymore. what are you going to do? What yeah. are you going to say? Let's not do that anymore. Great. Keep it moving. So when I go up, hey, we're going to give you 10% off. We got a new one in for you. We can heat up some jalapenos. We're going to just give you side jalapenos. People mm-hmm. are going to side jalapenos. It's fine. Don't worry about this. Mm-hmm. They're gone. When you're accountable to your, to your customers, when you're accountable to your staff, the rest is easy. But it's, we all want to, we don't want to be wrong. We don't want to, we don't want to screw up. I get it. But you do. You're a human being. Mm-hmm. Like you make mistakes. Yeah. So also, also having great pizza helps too, by the way. <laughs> Best in town. So this is a business show um, that's rooted in, in Husker Athletics. Mm-hmm. Um, I was excited to talk to Eric Crouch and Aaron Davis. Mm-hmm. Um, this is probably the one Jesus, that is How most long did Davis's interview last? Like four days? It's still going. He's still in Lincoln. Right. Probably. He doesn't even know we left the room yet. <laughs> Talking on Zoom just to himself. Right. He just got it on record. Yep. This one mm-hmm. and... No BS was the one I was most excited for because <laughs> I, I, like, I promise you, this has been a dream of mine forever is to own a pizza joint. Yeah. When I get done with all of this stuff and me and Pat retire, like I want to move to Hawaii and I want to open up a little pizza joint on the beach and talk about Husker football and talk to tourists that are coming through town. If you want to take a weird circumvent. Yep. I got a guy out in the plat that wants to open a Paisons. Let's do it. Yeah. They need you'd a have, good. You'd have to move back out there. Oh, no, I don't want to do that. I did though. I like the one lady in, in, in North Platte. She's got a little brick building on the corner. Mm-hmm. She opens when she wants to. Oh yeah. She don't give two. No, sh- she's like, care. Eh, I like, might what? open. Really? I might not. That's yeah. awesome. I was in town. I had to go out for, for a funeral. I'm like that pizza place over there. And they're like, yep. Yeah, she just opens kind of when she wants to. <laughs> Some lights she, on. She just drive by and, right. and it says open and you go in like, yeah, pretty much. It's a very North Platte thing, but it's, small towns or smaller communities, mm-hmm. they're all corporate now. Yeah. It's all corporate. Mm-hmm. It sucks. Yep. There's no local loan mom and pop kind of joints. Well, especially through all this pandemic, you know, yeah. these, <clears throat> these, these corporations who can, yep. uh, sur- yeah, they can flex and they can survive this wave and they can hold strong. Like we're going to end up with Domino's and pizza huts on every corner. Yep. Like if we don't do something and like support our local <clears throat> and that, and that's been a cool thing through the pandemic is, people rallying around like mm-hmm. their local pizza joint or their local taco shop or like I'm 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 not going to spend money at Jiffy Lube. I'm going to go to the locally owned place right. yeah. my oil changed. Like talk to me about how like how do we get how do we get from Husker football to pizza joint owner? Oh, so I finished up college. Um mm-hmm. <laughs> college was just a whirlwind. Mm-hmm. Like you showed up as this freshman 310 pound freshman that Will Shields threw through the air the first day of practice <laughs> literally. Yeah. He had me off the ground in the air. Mm-hmm. Like I was flying. It was like Ricky Bobby. I was like, I am in the air and it's not good. <laughs> Landed and crashed. He picked me up. He said, welcome to Nebraska. I was like, I'm from here. <laughs> I, like, I, I live here. <laughs> um, so I went to Chicago, um, diehard Cubs, Bears, Bulls, Blackhawks mm-hmm. fan. And I just needed to not, I just needed to get away. Um, we had played Husker hoops. Mm-hmm. Um, the fellows, we made some good money. <laughs> and so I had, I thought I was rich. Mm-hmm. So I went and I found a place. I rented an apartment and pulled, you know, a little red redneck ruby kind of thing. So there was this apartment for rent. It was two blocks away from Wrigley. 
and this guy was like, he w- he wanted just an, an asinine amount of rent. And I said, hey, tell you what. I said, I want this thing for six months. It's fully furnished, so I didn't have to go get anything. Mm-hmm. There was a parking spot on the street right in front of me. Like, well, that's a sign. So I said, tell you what. I said, I'm going to give you six months cash, okay, cash, at this amount of cash, not your amount of cash. Mm-hmm. You got somebody else who wants to rent it. You give me my remaining months back, I'll move out. He goes, let me see the cash. So I dumbass me. I roll out a big gangster wad of bills. <laughs> right. and I go, how many how many you want to see? <laughs> <laughs> Is this good? <laughs> He's like, like, okay. He goes, Do you sell drugs? I was like, no. I was like, I'm from Nebraska. Right. <laughs> he goes, we covered that. So, so I got an apartment. And and contrary to popular belief in Chicago, you can go out and you can drink anywhere in that town for cheap. Any night of the week. You Even just gotta now? you just gotta be able to work. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. So I did that quite well. <laughs> and then I found a job. I was a I was a runner for an investment firm, so you didn't have to be licensed. And so then I would just get on the phone. I was a cold caller, so I just call and somebody would answer. I'd be like, "Yeah, you know, I'm from Nebraska. I just moved to the big city. It's freaking awesome. You know, so many cars and these big tall buildings. <laughs> like, oh my god! Like, well, I could probably you know get a little money to invest. My like, guys are going to do great with this. I'm going to forward you on to Greg, and Greg will take care of you. And then so boom, off to Greg it goes. And then they come back with me with a check. I'm like, oh, that's so great. So you just keep pulling the doofus from Nebraska, just moved to town act. And, <laughs> and, and the guys did fantastic with the money. Like mm-hmm. they, they were doing great. And so, and so one day I, I was probably of my six months there, I was probably about month four and a half. Cubs were playing in the afternoon. And I was like, well, I, I don't feel... <clears throat> I got to work at seven. I'm like, well, I'm feeling a little, feeling a little sick. I have to take the afternoon off. <laughs> I wasn't taking it. So I just beeline over to the game. So I'm Six old styles yeah. deep. <laughs> so I'm just watching the Cubs game, having a blast. And my buddies were there. And I said, well, the Sox, the White Sox are playing the Red Sox tonight. Hit the train. So we're now we're at the Sox, Sox, Sox game. Scalp some tickets. I hate the number three for this reason. We were in the third row, third baseline, third seat was my seat. And I'm still hefty. Like, I'm still a husky individual. Like, I can drink a lot. <laughs> and so we're boozing her up, and it gets to the seventh thing. I know they're going to stop selling beers. So the beer guy comes over, and he's, I'm like, hey, I need two beers for everybody, and then the rest of the beers in your tray. And he goes, sir, we've had this discussion the, literally the entire game. You cannot do that. <laughs> I was like, okay. By two for me, two for him, two for him, two for him, and just down the line. Two for, the, two for that guy over there, and two for that lady <laughs> that just waved at me, and two for that guy sitting, these guys in front of us, by them all two beers. So he goes, fine, goes to shut up. So he gives me all the beers, and I give him cash. Well, I get a hand on my shoulder, and I'm like, oof, nothing about this is good. <laughs> like, I'm either getting kicked out of here, which I don't think I'm being that obnoxious, it's like, or I'm getting fired. And I turned around and looks like, oh, oh, getting fired. <laughs> so for the nine innings at the Cubs game and the seven innings at the Sox game, I had not gone to the bathroom. Like, I'm just camel and booze. Well, my boss was sitting in the fifth row, third baseline, third seat. So he was two rows behind. Oh. This is how unaware I am of anything. I'm just watching the game. We're laughing. I don't even look backwards. And so he's like, he goes, Matt. We need to talk. And I'm like, right now? He goes, no. He goes, on Monday. I'm like, great. I'm like, well, do you want a beer? And he goes, yeah. He goes, you guys are having more fun than the people I'm with. So, so he sat down and had some beers. So I get called into his office and he says, 
He says, I don't know where you're from, kid. I was like, I'm from Nebraska. I'm like, we covered this. Like, <laughs> it's on my thing right there. He said, no. He said, you get more done from 7 a.m. to noon than the rest of the staff gets done all day. He said, it's from noon to, th- to 4 that it goes bad. Mm-hmm. I'm like, yeah, let's just do this 7 to noon thing then. <laughs> right? do that. Right? And he goes, that's not how the real world works, Matt. And I'm like, damn it. I'm going to try it. <laughs> he goes, here's your severance check. I was like, what? I'm like, you're going to pay me not to work here? <laughs> he goes, yes, we're going to pay you not to work here. So now I still got some money from that, and I got money from gambling. And, and so I'm at it now. I'm like, I got a month and a half left. I'm like, let's go. And I get to the point where I'm out a lot. Like bartenders are knowing my name and people in the neighborhood <laughs> like, hey, man. I'm like, hey, what's up? So I made it home one night, kind of. I got to the porch, and I passed out. And my neighbor Tom was leaving to go to work, and he stepped over me. And, he's, and he looked at me, and he goes, because he was on the bottom, and I was on the top. And he goes, time to go home, Matt. I was like, I know, Tom. I was like, I was right there. Like, I almost made it. And he goes, no, no, no. Back to Nebraska. He's like, you're going to hurt yourself. I was like, yeah, probably true. <laughs> so packed up my stuff in, in my blazer, got home, and just kind of was farting around. The rail needed a door guy, and I was 23, 20, yeah, 23. So I worked as a door guy at the rail for a while. And then the rep from Anheuser-Busch, they wanted to develop a position called a CMT. It was that you were a young adult market rep. The premise of the job is we're going to pay you to go out, buy drinks, and give stuff away. That's perfect. And I was like, you, are you we're serious here? <laughs> like, right. So you're going to give me a, you're going to give me an expense account. You're going to give me a bunch of T-shirts. And you're going to give me mileage. And I'd gotten rid of the Jimmy, and my parents gave me their Honda. So I was getting like 97 miles a gallon. <laughs> but driving 97 miles a day. <laughs> and so I was like, this, this is real. He was like, yep. And so I did that for about a year. I was out every night, seven days a week. And then one of my customers had said, Hey, I need to take on a business partner and then we're going to buy this bar. I said, Oh, I'm in. <laughs> so I called it. I called in, put it my two, or I called in sick. So I took my two weeks of sick leave and went and started building the bar and then put in my two weeks so I had a month of building on the bar we bought mm-hmm. before I even was open. So <laughs> did that. And then another one of my customers said, well, that was dumb. You should have bought our bar. I'm like, well, I'll buy your bar too. I don't care. <laughs> and so we bought that one. And then another customer said, well, you, that was even dumber. You should buy our bar. I was like, I'll buy your bar too. I'm like, I don't care. <laughs> and so then she showed me the price. I'm like, you're crazy. I'm like, I'm not paying that. Good luck. <laughs> And then the price kept coming down and down. So in the span of six months, I went from working for AB to owning four bars in Lincoln. So literally one of them, I had the last drink in it on a Sunday and then turned around and we owned it on a Monday. And which bars were those? I owned, um, Lazari's pizza, Mm -hmm. the bar, which I started my picture still up on the wall with uh, a couple other guys and, uh, downtown, which was the other half of the lizard lounge and the sidetrack tavern. Yep. So we own those. So we, we used to give, we had a little game day punch card. If you made it to the bar downtown and the sidetrack, and then you, when you got into Lazarus, you got like two bucks. <laughs> That's a great idea. You got a dollar off your slice or something. Um, people would get so schnocked, they wouldn't forget the card. Like, I had a card. I'm like, man, there's no card. I can't. Can't My brother it. always told me about the card of O Street. Like when you turn 21, you get your little passport and you'd run around oh. and you'd punch that thing. They gave those out at when Sandy's <laughs> used to be down on the other end. Yeah. I don't think they do that anymore. That's a recipe. No, to just, no, no. <laughs> that's that rough. Was, <laughs> I found that thing like four, eight years ago. 
And I looked at it, I was like, oh my God. Because <laughs> you, you wrote the shot, mm-hmm. then you signed, signed your, your name. name. Yep. So like, you're buzzing. It's like, look at my autograph, this is great. <laughs> By the end of the night, it's like some hieroglyphics right. and then it just tails off the page. And then there's like an F you on there. <laughs> and it's like, I hate everybody. <laughs> yeah. But no, it was, it was fun. It, I mean, I don't know what better work you could find at 25. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I've, I've done this on numerous shows. I apologize to all my staff in my younger years because mm-hmm. I was just a D bag. Like you, you, you get in and you hear the stories. Everybody's got to steal. And everybody's like, ah. So I was just riding everybody like, mm-hmm. like a rented mule. Um, calm down after about, you know, six, eight years. And was like, Hey, I apologize. I'm an over there. So Cause there's probably a difference between being a, like, super aggressive like boss that isn't trying to develop people but just mm-hmm. trying to control and like be that person like at the top versus where you're at now which are very similar yeah like it's nuanced but like today it's more like hey i'm gonna teach you how to be a better person yeah better employee and i'm gonna set you on a new path i got better as an owner um about the time that we opened or that i bought in i also started coaching with ryan terwilliger and malcolm mm-hmm. and again i've apologized to those kids because young coach verzal was an ass too <laughs> But they knew one thing people will always know about me is my methods probably sometimes aren't the best, but I always have their best interest in mind. Like any, any person I have coached or that has worked for me, they know in a moment's notice, they can call me and I will be there. If, and if I got to kill somebody, I'll kill them. If I got to help them out, well, however, I'll help them out however I need to. Like they know that about me. It just early on, you're all wired up and you're just like, ah, ah. <laughs> And I just needed to calm down and figure out my method. Mm-hmm. But it's it, it's it's a premise that we still use today, and I use it in coaching. Is um, DJ Rezag, my partner in the in the original two in Lincoln? He said, "If you take care of the people, the rest will take care of itself." So now my focus on that initially was just making sure our customers were always happy. Mm-hmm. I didn't I didn't look back at it until about year two of of being an owner that I needed to take better care of my staff because I was just ruthless on them. Like if they were, everything was wasting time. Did you give that away? What are you doing? You know, I was just so paranoid about stealing that I I needed to realize, Hey, if I'm going to hire them, I've got to have a certain level of trust in them until they don't give me, until they give me the reason not to trust them. Mm -hmm. And so it was, that helped me a lot because it's, the world is a people place. If you're not good to people, the rest of it will, will bite you in the ass. Karma will come back tenfold. And so now it's, we, t- we try to do the best we can of just making sure we take care of the people. And then literally the rest takes care of itself. The business grows. We learned through the pandemic. I like to say we're just a neighborhood pizza place. Mm-hmm. I'm not fancy. We, we don't have a marguerite pizza. I don't, I don't do the, 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 uh, peanut butter, you know, that kind of stuff. <laughs> right. I don't tie you know, nut right. I don't have that one. Um, but we do things that we're good at. We're good to people. We just want to be a part of that neighborhood that we're at 15605 West Center. We just want to be in that neighborhood. Okay. So the pandemic hits and this thing is going a million different directions. My head is legit spinning. Like I got, I'm like, okay, what are we doing here? So I call people I trust in, in um, disease control. I call people I trust the health department. I called some other people that you know, are in the business. And I said, hey, you know, here's what we're thinking. I'm going to get this PPE done. We're going to close down. We're going to let it all sort out. And people, to, to a man and to a woman, were like, no, you're not. Like, don't do that. Like, you go on the radio and you do these interviews and you got this bravado and you don't fear anything. If you do this, you're going to scare people. And I was like, well, that's, you know, thanks for the tire pump, but I don't, <laughs> I don't believe that. 
And so then I, we met with the staff and I said, here's our options. I said, we can close. I get you paid for as long as this PPP will last like a couple months or we can stay open. And the kids were like, stay open. Like, what are we going to do? Like they've shut down school. So we're just going to sit at home legit all day. Like we have to do this. So then we laid out some guidelines. I'm like, if you go out of state, you're going to be quarantined for 14 days. You can't come back. If you go to a party and you don't think I know you're at a party, you're wrong. I said, because all of you love to have followers. Mm -hmm. I said, and I had to have dummy accounts on every account. So all those followers you got, I'm a couple of them. <laughs> right. So I can just do the old tracer thing and you got your location on. Thanks for that, bud. Mm -hmm. So I know where your house is. It was just kind of psycho, but, and I know that you're not at this party right? or you'll post a picture of you at a party. If it ain't the staff, you can roll staff parties, have them because we're all in it together. And they were great. You know, I, I'm forever indebted to them for what they did, but the neighborhood, then everything that I had tried to accomplish, we had tried to preach, it all worked. And, you know, we had ladies that would come in and they, a couple of ladies started crying. They're like, we're so happy you guys are all still here and everybody's mm -hmm. still working. It's just nice to see faces and everybody's da -da 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 -da. And, and the servers are now at the counter and the counter's now helping on the fryer. So being part of, uh, I'm a community guy. Like mm -hmm. I'll, I'll fight to the death over Grand Island, even though they have stupid policy that they just waved about letting people into games. I'm still a Grand Island guy. But that neighborhood is us now. We're part of that neighborhood. We're happy to be part of that neighborhood. They needed a place to go because South O's got Orsi's, you know, and, and, and um, 120's got Big Fred's. Everybody's got their little neighborhood joint. Well, that one didn't have one. Mm -hmm. And so now we feel that. We feel that for them. And it was, I'll forever be indebted to my staff and to the people of Omaha for for that because that's, everybody else was kind of struggling. We actually, we, we did really well through it all. And the staff did great and, you know, service didn't drop off. And they were, they were more than understanding with two-hour wait time sometimes, mm -hmm. which is what we got out to. But I said, hey, if you call at noon on Thursday and you say you want a pizza at 5 on Friday, we'll have it ready at 5. Mm -hmm. So that helped a lot. And it was just a great, you know, now we're slowly incorporating faces back into the dining room and it's good to see everybody. And, you know, I get out there and tell some jokes and have some laughs, which is what I like to do. Do you feel like being um, a former Nebraska football player has helped with your business and help it to help it succeed versus somebody just graduating from university and starting a pizza place, a pizza place, for example. It does. Uh, uh, <laughs> I've had some buddies have tried it and it, it hasn't worked because the sole basis of the business is that. Okay. Nebraska football will always be a part of me up until Memorial day. We didn't really have any Nebraska memorabilia up in, in Pizons because I didn't want it to just be a Nebraska place. Okay. Mm -hmm. So now what we've done is we've incorporated some of the guys into the menu. We'll have, when they start on Saturday, we have some new menu items. It's called the playbook. And so eight or 10 other guys now have their own pizza that they've designed on their own with the ingredients we have. I'm not bringing in <laughs> crab rangoon and all that peanut. stuff. Right. I'm not smart enough to figure out how to put peanut butter <laughs> on pizza. <laughs> but so now I took some old, like anybody that's ever been in, we've got pizza peel that you slide in, in the oven, get the pizza out. Well, those break. They're, they're wood and metal, try to fuse together and they just break. So you take the metal part and I clean them up real nice and then I have the fellows sign them. So they all sign them. They put their funny slogans on them. You know, Haas, Matt Hoskinson, who is on the main menu, which is, I should, probably shouldn't have done that, but <clears throat> he's on there. And it says, the Haas is the best pizza in Omaha, dash everybody. <laughs> but it's it's fitting and then you know abdul muhammad really loves our pastrami so abdul's got his on there and so it's just fun stuff like that to kind of tie it in um i'll probably have to find some pictures of them because we're old now 
and we'll throw those on there. But, you know, like Aaron Galladay came in the other day, and so I had Aaron sign one, Jay Moore, Caputo, <clears throat> which they're super modest guys. They're just like, what do you want me to write? I'm like, you know, played. I'm like, I sign <laughs> on there. Anything. Just played. <laughs> what do you want to be it or not? Your family. And so yeah. that that's what it's about, and that's what Nebraska is, and that's what we try to be at Paisons. Yeah. Do you feel fortunate that you were in the pizza business during a pandemic versus like maybe a steakhouse or something that you, I mean, you're, you're a community place, but like, do you feel fortunate that you weren't in something that's a little bit harder to get that experience at home? Oh, so pizza's easy now, Pat. What? (laughs) Yeah. Pizza's easy, evidently. I'm not going to say pandemic. (laughs) Just train monkey, throw them in there and you make pizza, I guess. It's not pandemic proof, but it's, it was built (laughs) to be mobile and be delivered and enjoyed. I, I don't. I, I, I'm a grinder mm-hmm. and I would have found if I'm in a steakhouse, I would have found a way I would have put together, I would put together to go packages with instructions. I said, here's your ribeye. Here's your potato. Here's this, here's a kit, take mm-hmm. it home. You're going to throw it on your own grill, grab your kids, teach them how to do it. That way you guys can do this as a family thing. Like the one thing I regret guys, we just ran out of time. We were mm-hmm. busy enough where I was going to put together pizza kits. You get a cooler, you get dough balls, you get sauce, you get all your toppings, ingredients, you take them home in a screen mm-hmm. and then you just bring your, your cooler back and we'll refill it for you. But I, I didn't have time to price coolers. Like there was, I was driving to Lincoln to get more like, Hey Cisco, I got to get a, I got to get a wheel call here. Mm-hmm. So can you get this ready by 8am? They're like, sure. So I was, I was probably on the interstate more than I really wanted to be. But, um, every situation or every phase of restaurant, could have adapted to it. And I, and I really believe that it's just some, it's, it's, it's how the ownership group works Mm -hmm. for us. Once the, once the crew said, yeah, let's go, we were nose down and grind. And they knew from four to eight 30, everything they were making. Cause we had calls that just came in slot, everybody and away you go. They loved it. The backroom guys over there. Can we never open the dining room again? And I was like, well, <laughs> this isn't sustainable. Mm-hmm. Number one. I was like, but number two, we're going to, it's, it's going to happen. So we just got to do what we're doing right now. And then we're going to adjust. So I think every phase of operation could have done that. It's it just sometimes I, I've always said I was lucky when I grew up, my dad was a softball player. And so I got hauled around to every small town bar, mm-hmm. but <laughs> ownership groups in those smaller communities are just about people. They just want everybody to have fun. That's all we want to have happen. So when we would go in there, the owner would be out front. Um, they would let me shoot pool above my head mm-hmm. on their nice pool table, thinking there's 70% chance this kid's going to scrape my felt. Mm-hmm. But they didn't come yell at me or they didn't come around chucking darts across the room. You know, they'd be just like, hey, hit the board. It's right there. Mm-hmm. And so that phase of it where it was just awesome to be in that scene Somewhere along the lines, we became super transactional in our expectation of restaurants. Like, hey, I'm going to set this in front. If you like it, I don't care. If you do like it, great. Mm-hmm. It's not the way we roll. Like, I want you to leave. You're, you're going to come in and spend your hard-earned money at my place. I want you to be happy when you leave. And if something made you not happy, like, I always encourage people, if something has gone wrong, and direct message us on our Facebook page. Tell me. I'll make it right. Just, I need to know where the errors happen. Mm-hmm. If you don't tell me where an error happens, I can never fix it. You know, and that's, that's hard, but thankfully, you know, we had a guy on the other night, he said, you screwed up my last two orders and we're not coming back. Da, da, da. So I totally understand. It's our fault. Give me the name. I'll go back and I'll find the receipts. I'll credit them back to you. Not a big deal. Mm-hmm. No, you don't do that. Well, then he called, he, he'd messaged me again and said, we're coming back in. We're doing it again. 
So I went back, and then I just watched it get made the whole way through. I put it in the oven. I cooked it. I brought it out. I said, this is on us. Thank you for giving us another opportunity. I said, but without you telling me this, I never would have known. Mm-hmm. Like, I never would have had that information because if we don't get feedback, <clears throat> hey, everybody likes to pat themselves on the back, right? Oh, my gosh, look at all these great reviews we got. Mm-hmm. I'm more focused on the ones like, where yep. where did we screw that up? I mm-hmm. thank all the ones that, that say nice things, but, like, how did we piss that person off yeah. that bad? Like, what did we do, and how can we never do that again? And that's so that's kind of where I'm geared at. We're, we ha- I'm not going to say the number, but... <laughs> I have my own tab on the computer system the whole time. So if we piss somebody off in the dining room or in this room, it goes on my ticket. Just slide it over there, done. Over. No more debate. We're, we're, not, we're not in the piss you off business. Mm-hmm. We're in the give you a good meal business. And so it, it's, they're not very frequent. But every now and then I'll look and be like, whoa, there's another 20 bucks on there. What happened? Mm-hmm. Kid will explain it. Uh, and they know they don't have to him haul around. Oh well, this and then uh, <laughs> the sun came in and hit me in the eye, and I dumped the pizza on the lady. It's like, no, we did this. They were met, they were upset at us about this. Okay, great. Are they still here? No. Did we get their name? Yes. Okay. Then I'll try to contact them. And say, terribly sorry. If you want a gift card, we'll give you a gift card. If not, I'll just refund the whole bill. Mm-hmm. Hope you have a great night. So it, it's just trying to go above and beyond and making sure that that you you know people value the money they spend with you. Mm-hmm. Yep. Well, and people vote with their dollars. They tell you where, and, yeah. and those experiences, especially from ownership, is a big deal. Yeah. It goes a long way versus some form letter that was filled out and here's yeah. a coupon for your next thing. It goes yeah. a really long way. And it's a double-edged sword because oh, yeah. realistically, I'm 46. I can't be there every day. I, I've got things that happen and things mm-hmm. that go on, so, but I've got people I trust. Yep. And they know my expectation and they know how to go through the procedure to get it to get it right. Mm-hmm. And, I, and there's nothing better in the world than when I show back up, if I've coached at Scott and I come back from the game, okay, what do I need to know about? Like, well, this happened in this form. We did this for it. And then they were happy when they left. I'm like, mm-hmm. great. Awesome. Handled it perfect. Mm-hmm. So I'm super excited to go try Paisons because I've never had it before. It's literally it's, feet it's, away, Chris. It's it, feet away. <laughs> um, if what, I wasn't talking so much. I know. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's like I've heard, I've heard these stories before, but every yeah. time I hear them, I can tell I can – I just tell the passion that you have, not, mm-hmm. not just for pizza, but for just make, giving people a good experience in your restaurant. Well, it's it's a, cool. I had a little run as a, a financial advisor in the middle there for about three years. And, and you know, they try to psychoanalyze like what, what's your, what's your, what's your, why, what's your drive? <laughs> like I like people. Right. Yeah. Well, it can't be people. I'm like, well, don't ask me the effing questions. Right. Take my effing answer. Right. Why? I, I like people. Mm-hmm. And more than that, I like happy people. Mm-hmm. And I like telling stories and I like people. Mm-hmm. Okay, well, that's, I guess. I'm like, well, later, dork. <laughs> <laughs> so just. That's the next shirt. <laughs> later, <laughs> later, dork. dork. <laughs> so what, what, what's next for Paisans? What's next for you? Oh, for us, we're looking. Oh, so we have a matrix that we put the rent in. Mm-hmm. Any realtors listening? Okay, just help us all out. <laughs> when I tell you the, all, like, give me the all in number. Mm-hmm. The minute you say and, mm-hmm. my brain is gone. I am walking out the door. So they'll say, because they'll be like, okay, well, it's $23 a square foot. Triple and, net, cam. And $4 <laughs> a square foot of this and $5. I'm like, mm-hmm. that's not 23 that's 32 mm-hmm. So we take that non-and number, everything all in. We put that at the top. That kicks out the price of a cheese pizza. If it's over a dollar amount, I don't want, then we just walk away. Because mm-hmm. everything then goes up exponentially. You know, I, and, and I'm not in the, I'm not in the $8 bush light draw game. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> it's, like, 
it's uh, or the here, here's your nine dollar sixteen ounce Bud Light. Right. Enjoy that. Yep. <laughs> right. That one. <laughs> you know, like, I don't want to pay nine right. bucks. For it. I'll I'd get into it with the guys at the baseball game. I'm like twelve dollars for an old style, like right. twelve bucks mm-hmm. for this aluminum candle yeah, style. Yeah. Right. Yeah, but it, it's so that's how we do. Part of me wants to go back into, <clears throat> excuse me, smaller community. Um, got some interest <laughs> from a group in Columbus. Like I said, got an interest from some groups in in North Platte. Mm-hmm. Um, GI of course has a couple folks there. Um, so looking at those. If we find the right thing in Omaha, we'll do it, but it's got to be, the numbers got to work mm-hmm. because it's too much. There's too much of a risk when you have too much invest in just the basics, when you have to really alter your pricing scheme and strategy and, and, and go that way to make it work in the end. Um, misconception restaurants that you're taking home, you're swimming in the pool of money. If we can catch, if we can catch 10% at the end of the year, we're feeling pretty good about it. Mm-hmm. Now I'm not dumb enough to not understand that if we had five, six, eight locations, now our pricing structure changes a lot. But right now, as we're the one that we are, I got no problem continuing to expand into our little strip mall and keep taking over bays and making it bigger there. It's awesome. Yep. Well, I'm excited to try it. Um, Pat speaks highly of it and everybody in Omaha. It's awesome. Uh, if you come to Lincoln, I'll be your biggest customer, um, but we'll be rooting for you. Um, we appreciate you being on the show. This is awesome. Thank you, Absolutely. First. Thanks for having me. You got it, buddy. Thanks. We are so excited that Husker football is back. Make sure you catch Big Red Wrap-Up. It's game highlights and analysis on NET, Nebraska's PBS and NPR stations. Tuesday nights live at 7 on NET World and on Facebook and at 10 o'clock on NET. Ahura Media Production.